Welcome to the Raymond Tamaklo podcast. You are about to listen to a message as preached by the senior pastor and founder of Love Springs International Church, Nairobi, Kenya. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo is a missionary to the nation of Kenya. He is an author and a church planter. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo has a passion of raising pastors and shepherds who delight in the work of God. He has dedicated fairly all his life to the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, doing exactly this. He believes in ensuring that the Word of God is preached to all because each and every soul is precious and important to God. This podcast will reignite your love for God and His work and will work out times of refreshing in your life. Now, get ready to be blessed as you listen to the soul-saving Word of God expertly handled by Reverend Raymond Tamaklo of the Love Springs International Church Headquarters, Nairobi. Be transformed as you listen. Let us pray. <laughs> Father, we thank you this morning. To you we have come. That will be fed. To you we've come that will be strengthened. To you we've come that we will receive the virtues of heaven in order to conform to the image of your dear son. Help us, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, please have your seats. Amen. Pastor Edwin, there's something wrong with the sound. Um, I don't know if it's the monitors or those are not working, but something is not working. Or the tuning, I don't know. Amen. Let us appreciate the ministry groups. Yeah. I believe the dancing stars danced passionately. Um, only they danced to the wrong song. Yes. Where's your bass? Church member, where's your bass? Gathering souls, you know. And we know people don't have basses to talk of gathering. Yes, but they dance passionately. It's one of the most passionate I've seen them dance this year. <laughs> and uh, let's appreciate the film stars as well. Wonderful lessons. Do not try to scam your father. Not at all. Um, a blind and a deceived father is still a father. Yeah, God has, in his own wisdom, given fathers supernatural powers. Do you understand? Yeah, even if your father is not saved, he is not born again you'll be surprised how much his words affect you. So don't think 
to scam your father. And that's what they were trying to teach us this morning. Amen. And then came the choir powerfully. Yes. Manchester City. Manchester City Choir. Yes. Noisy neighbors. (laughs) Yes. I'm not a city supporter. I'm a United supporter. But today they are city. Careful. (laughs) Emotional supporters. (laughs) Amen. And let's appreciate all the pastors. I'm not going to be the only person teaching. Don't worry. I know some of you have missed your pastors. Uh, they will also teach. I also sit down and hear them. I just needed to finish something first. I hope to finish today. Yeah, so um, we appreciate all the pastors. And these are church. And these are pastors. And one of the things I'm teaching you is for you to value uh, those that are elevated amongst us. That's the way that one day soon you also will be elevated and you will be honored. Anything you want to become, you must first learn to celebrate it. Then you will easily become it. Do you understand? So once again, let's appreciate the pastors. God bless you. Now, we started those who do not give thanks. Those who do not give thanks. The main series is, how can I say thanks? All right? And we got to those who do not give thanks. We have come to see that um, unthankfulness is going to be one of the evils of the last days men are going to be unthankful and there are those who do not give thanks for loyalty amen those who do not say thank you for loyalty we saw that in the case of Mordecai he was loyal to the king and nothing was done to him Uh, or for him, for his loyalty. Amen? And to be thankful for loyalty, we must all be brought to the place where we appreciate the place of loyalty um, in the church, not just in the church, in your very own lives. Um, Even if you're a businessman, if you're a businesswoman, you cannot build a good business, uh, a growing company, a growing establishment, if all your employees are disloyal. Do you understand? Um, many establishments have collapsed because of disloyal employees. You know? Um, 
I was in a popular shop one time and I went to buy something from the shop. I don't know if I was with LP Burial. And the employee was directing me to buy it from another place. Do do you understand? He's in a, a company. He's paid salaries. He earns his daily bread from the company. I have come as a client and I'm looking for something. The employee from the place is directing me to another place to buy from that place. And I remember I told the pastor that, you see, this is a disloyal employee. They won't sell, but he would want his salary and, and on time. And what betides the owner of the company if he is unable to pay him What is his reward? His reward is, I will show disloyalty to you. If I'm earning my daily bread from here, my fight should be how it should be successful. So you may think that teaching is about just church, but I can tell you it is about our everyday life. Only that when it comes to the church, it becomes a more serious affair. Because a leader, 1 Corinthians 4, the verse 2, moreover, it is required of stewards that a man be found faithful. So, without loyalty, you can't build a church. Do you understand? All kinds of things will go on in the church. And the church will not advance. Number two, without loyalty, even we the pastors will not be faithful to the message of our Lord Jesus Christ. So every Sunday, I will come and talk about money. How to become rich. Every Sunday, I will come and talk about 20 steps to becoming financially prosperous without dying. The next Sunday, wisdom keys for secret wealth. The next Sunday, the whole year, I will talk about wealth. Meanwhile, how often did Jesus teach people to make money? In his entire ministry. So without loyalty. You will see that. We will teach in the church. What people want to hear. Because many of you seated here. What you want to hear is about money. So if a preacher is not preaching about money. You find. His teaching to be some way. Do you understand? Yeah. Some of you, when you leave church right now, you now go and listen to your favorite preacher because today he, 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 he blasted some prosperity messages. Uh, you, you need some assurance that you too, you will make it. Utamek. You get a point now. Yeah. So you now go and listen to your favorite preacher. 
But you see, the message of Jesus is clear. His assignment is clear. He came to look for those that are lost. He came to save the lost. So, without loyalty, you see that we also who are called, we are not faithful to the message. And when we teach loyalty in this church, we're not talking about loyalty to a pastor. Do you understand? No. The, I am inconsequential in anything God wants to do here. Because without me, he can still pick somebody and do with the person what he wants to do. If it is not true, then God is not sovereign. And if God is not sovereign, then he's not all powerful. Are you listening to me? So they were serving Jesus. They were praising Jesus. They were singing to him. And the Pharisees came to Jesus and they said, can't you hear what these guys are saying? And Jesus said, if these people keep quiet, I will raise up the stones to worship me. So no man is indispensable in God's agenda. Are you listening to me? That is why it must be clear to you as a leader that you are not indispensable. If I leave the dancing stars, they'll just collapse. When they collapse, we'll start another dancing stars. And it will be made of white people who cannot dance. But they are our dancing stars. There's only white man in the dancing stars. One white man. (laughs) I'll tell you later who the white man is. He's in church today, so I don't want to mention his name. (laughs) The time I talk about the white man, he was not in church. Was he in church? Yeah, he was not in church. There's only one white man in the dancing stars. Yes. (laughs) White people don't know how to dance. There's only one white man in the dancing stars. Yeah. Now we'll form dancing stars. Yes. And they'll all be white people. This one is moving here. They are moving here, but we are clapping for them. Yes. They are our dancing stars. You got a point now. Because what we need is not skill. We need something more than skills. And it is loyalty. If you go and buy a car. If you like go and buy a car for 10 million shillings. There are cars like that by the way. Have everything. I mean. uh, There are cars you see the, the dashboard. And it doesn't qualify to be called a dashboard. You call it a cockpit. You get a point now. Uh, one day I want to own such a car. Yes. I don't think I will stay longer outside of it. I will stay more in the car than outside the car. Uh, because you are by the cockpit. You get a point now. Uh, you, you believe your own prophecy. I believe my prophecy. Yeah, some cars, the dashboard is not a dashboard. It's a cockpit. If you buy a car as expensive as that, the inside um, decor is customized. And then the car doesn't have a wiper. Not wiper party. (laughs) (laughs) They they don't wipe anything. (laughs) It doesn't have the windscreen wiper. All right, 
you will soon, and then it has the most expensive music system. It has air condition. It has, I mean, all the things that makes a car that expensive. Um, 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 the, the security features for saving you in the event of an accident, top notch. All right? And then it doesn't have a windscreen wiper. On a rainy day, you will discover that all these things are good, but the wiper is the most crucial thing on the car on a rainy day. Because without visibility, you are almost going to your grave. So, the most essential thing on a car is not the air condition. It is not the music system. Alright? It's not the, the um, maybe the, um, the airbags are essential, yes. But it's not the music system. You see, that's a cockpit. <laughs> you got the point now? <laughs> yeah. And, and women love such cars. Yes, when you have such a car. Yes, there is uh, um, these gold digger things they do. Gold digger or something. I've never been able to watch a full um, whatever for that thing because I feel too ashamed for the girls. Yes, I'm not able to watch a full um, video of such. Yes. Um, the beginning I watch, but by the time the guy is trying to tell the girl you're a gold digger, I don't want to watch it. It's too shameful. Yes, I, I can't stand watching that part. Yes, ladies, stop, stop being too money conscious. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not going to ignore you. I said, ladies, stop being too what? Money conscious. Yes. You don't need money to love somebody. Let that be clear in all of you, your minds. I'm talking to the ladies. Yes. You don't need money to love someone. Yes. Otherwise, your love is conditional. It's conditional. on you have money. If you, the money is not there, I withdraw my love. That's not real love. Amen. You know, the sisters are behaving like they don't understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Because when the guys approach these sisters, they, they throw them off. You know, they, I don't have time. Until they see the car, the brother is going into it. say, hold on, hold on. Is this your car? I mean, what has the car got to do with? <laughs> so I'm not able to watch. I've never watched a full video of such. Yeah, it's too shameful. Yes, I, and I see it as women disgracing themselves. Yes. Um, few times you see a correct sister. You know? Yeah, few times. Yes, but it's, it's one out of 50. Careful. It's my own statistics. You can argue when you have the microphone. <laughs> but once they see this cockpit, they are over the moon. Careful. So you can have all these things and you realize that the most important part of this car is the ability to give you vision 
on a rainy day, on a snowy day, you need your wiper to work. It's the same way, it's not about gathering 30 people, 40 people, 50 people. These are my shepherds. They are your shepherds. Some are the air conditioners. Uh Some are the music system. The most important quality in those you call leaders is loyalty. If my shepherd is loyal and loyal to God, not to me, to the Bible, to the scriptures, to the teachings of the house, my shepherd will not scam my church members. If he is loyal, he will not collect money from members. Do you get it? So you will see that loyalty is so crucial even for the advancement of the church. And majority of Jesus' church is not loyal to him because he gave us the mission to go into the world. But we are doing our own things as churches. We are doing our own things. We have found our own visions. So even Jesus requires us to be faithful and loyal to why the father sent him. That is why he, in Matthew chapter 9, the Bible said, and when he had seen the people, the multitude, he had compassion upon them for they were like sheep without shepherds. And then he told the disciples, Pray ye to the Lord of the harvest. But before that he said, the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. So pray ye to the Lord of the harvest that he may send forth laborers into his harvest. This is what necessitates laborers in the church. It is why we form and raise shepherds. Not that when you now become a shepherd, you distort the vision. Do do you get it? And these loyal people are always changing the thing. They're always changing the thing. They always come up with their own formula. But he wants us to be loyal and he wants us to be faithful. So we saw the signs of a disloyal person. Did we not? Listen, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to. I'm, I'm just going to flow. I get a point now. I'll flow today. I'll flow next Sunday. You know? <laughs> You're not going to say, but you taught loyalty last Sunday. But we are on Thanksgiving. We are supposed to thank God for loyalty. Yes. First, I want you to see how disloyalty has destroyed so much. By now we should be thanking God for a church of a thousand. We should be thanking God for a church with shepherds that are about a hundred. We should be thanking God for missionaries. As I stand here, in the years I've been here, I have not sent anybody to Ghana to start a church. And there must be the why. There must be a reason. Do you get it? Yeah. In fact, a nearby village here, I've not found one person I can send to a nearby village here and say, go and win souls into the church. I've not. And it comes from the lack of loyalty 
that you don't find. Amen? You see, if you, you're, you're arguing with the teaching, I want to prophesy to you. I see you with a multi-million business with 1,000 disloyal employees. Receive it. Yeah. You see you make the millions, but the millions will finish. Yes. You need an accountant handling your millions to be faithful to you. Do you understand? So faithfulness or loyalty or fidelity or fealty is very important. Yeah? A man is going to marry you and then he says, um, baby, sit down. Then he says, you know, Apostle has always said that men are multidirectional. So even though I love you, I want you to know that besides you, I'm going to have about five other women. I'm going to marry you. I'm going to marry you. Don't worry, sweetheart. Tulia, I'm going to marry you. But besides you, I'm going to have, you'll be number one. Yes. But I just want you to know I'm going to be faith, unfaithful to you. Isn't it? The sisters are here. They'll tell the brother, Kwenda Uko. Don't waste time. Don't say, Kwenda Uko. I'm going to be your husband, but I'm going to have other women. I just want you to know before we start. I mean, you have to be really crazy to go into such a relationship. Because, you see, unknown to you, and even though you don't vocalize it, you want your beloved to be faithful. Do you understand? You want your beloved to be faithful. Now you are looking for faithfulness, but when it comes to the things of God, you think that we should collect just anything. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. Of all people, the, the people that serve Jesus must be the most loyal. Do you understand? That is why it is very difficult to see a Muslim convert to Christianity, their loyalty to their faith. Yes, rarely. It is easy for sexy Stano to tomorrow we meet him and then he says, Oh, my name is Jibril. So easy. So easy. Been in the church for how long? He wakes up one day. Tomorrow he's Jibril. Tomorrow he's Hassan. But to see Hassan becoming a Christian is very, that's why when they do, it's news. When they do, it's news. But we, we see, you see persons in the church. I'm telling you that if you check, Islam is fast catching up with Christianity around the world. Yeah, fast catching up. The places Christians won't go, these guys, they will go. We won't go because of disloyalty. They will go because even their life means nothing to them in the pursuit of what they believe. Are you listening to me? So we looked at some signs. How many did you have? 14. Ah, clap for me. (laughs) 
14 points that you don't like, but you have. I like that. 14 points that you don't like, but you have them. Number one, sign of disloyalty is a leader or crisis. Number two, leaders, when they are under pressure, Sunday morning, my wife is sick. Uh-huh. My wife is sick. You, you are talking about center. My wife is sick, please. And I, I'm taking my wife to the hospital, please. You're, you're asking me how many buses are coming, please. My wife is sick, please. When they have plenty, please. Just know that they are not happy with you. <laughs> Number three, leaders. They have moral weaknesses. Number four. They have financial weaknesses. That one I leave it for you to judge. Yes. There are people with financial weaknesses. They came into the work. And they collapsed the work. Because of their financial weaknesses. Yeah. Let me tell you something. If you are a pastor. If you are a shepherd. You should not love filthy lucre. That's how Paul calls it. Some people became shepherds and then they decided to love filthy lucre. You can't love money more than your call. If you love money, do you understand? Do what we call lay ministry. You are working. And you are doing the ministry. And if you love God enough, your money will help you do the ministry better. But never you enter the ministry because of money. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like you are into the ministry because of money. You see a pastor with a Lexus LX 570i. And you say, it is the ministry. Yeah, I'll also preach. If you become a pastor because of Lexus, I can promise you, Lexus doesn't come by what you are thinking. Do you understand? Yeah. It doesn't come by preaching to the poor. Yeah. If I want to buy Lexus, I know what to do to buy Lexus. Yeah. I only have to do MMR ministry. Yes. Then I start manufacturing oil and water. I put my photo, I, I look for a very nice photo and I put on the bottle. Yes. And I explain the miracle qualities of this water. Yes. If you need financial breakthrough, spray it three times. Yes. Yes. If a bottle is 200 bob and 50,000 people are buying the bottle. Calculate how rich I am. So we we know how to make the money. Yes. And I won't even be lazy. I'm not talking about water they've not even prayed. Me, the water, I will seriously pray over it. Yes. So that it will produce what you're looking for. Yeah. I'll pray over the oil. I'll do perfume oil. Do you know perfume oil? See, you don't know perfume oil. I'll do a perfume and I'll call it money perfume. If one million Kenyans hear about my money perfume and they buy
buy my money perfume, I can buy how many Lexuses? Many. Do you understand? Yeah. But you see, you will answer to God on the judgment day for what you made the ministry to be. Yes. There is nowhere he sent us to become manufacturers of products in the church. And when Jesus came, he whipped out the people who were selling in the temple. And you are now a pastor and you are selling in the temple. Are you hearing me? You can pretend you are not hearing me because your uncle is a big pastor. <laughs> you got a point now. Yeah, give me this in um, NLT, Titus 1 7. Tiro 1 7. If you forget any scripture at all today, don't forget Tiro 1 7. All right? For an elder must live a blameless life. He must not be arrogant or what? Quick-tempered. Some of you in leadership, you are quick-tempered. <laughs> See, today the choir has bribed me, so I can't do much. <laughs> so I know the people I'm to take my message to. <laughs> Arrogant or quick-tempered. And I've seen some quick-tempered sisters in the church. I said I've seen some quick-tempered sisters in the church. He must not be a heavy drinker. Do you understand? We find you at, um, mention the clubs. There is a club not far from um, um, a, a certain hotel here. They have a tent. I hear it's been there since how many years? Huh? 1824. Is, is that it? Is near a hotel. That hotel. No, 1824 is Langata Road. No, in town here. Um, I'm even looking. Is it? There's a hotel. Not far from Keswick. The hotel there. So, Simmers, Simmers, right? Simmers. They have a tent. They have that Johnny Walker sign there. Simmers. Yeah, I hear it's one of the oldest drinking spots in the city, right? So, you come, you find your pastor there. And he may chill. Oh, no, no. With how many bottles? <laughs> Muzinga. I have Muzinga surrounding the table. Do you understand? And then when I get up to greet my shepherd, I'm falling. And then the shepherd says, Pastor, are you okay? I say, Yeah, help your father, help your father. He must not be what? A heavy drinker. Yes. <laughs> help your father. He must not be what? Violent. Then he says, Or dishonest with money. Dishonest. With money, I know they don't want to hear it, but I'm gonna say it. dishonest. You see, maybe you don't understand. Let me tell you something when money enters a lot of things, it changes it. Yes, hey, find a nice girl, two of you broke, you know, and you're just flowing along. You have um, 
you have uh, um, ugali and milk. Both of you will eat it together. Huh? You, you have ugali and skuma. Both of you will eat it together. And you laugh. The moment money enters the equation, it will change it. Oh yes. It will change it. So money changes so many things. And if some of you will be honest, money changed you. It changed you. A pastor should not be dishonest with money. You said you were busing 10 people. They gave you money for 10 people. You bust two. Where is the balance for the eight? If you pocketed it, you were dishonest with money. Let's, let's, let's just call a spade a spade. Somebody sent you to buy them something. The balance was 50 bob. Don't assume, honey, 50 bob. And then you put the money there. No. Tell the person, here is the balance. And let the owner tell you, oh no, keep, keep, yeah. If today he gave you, so keep the 50. Then tomorrow again he sent you and the balance was 20 bob. Still come and submit the 20 bob. Don't say, I assume that since he gave me the 50 bob, just for 20 bob, what is 20 bob? He will not mind at all. And then you are still a Mugondi. You bring the 20, you submit the 20, and you are told, keep the 20. Don't assume. When it comes to money, Never assume. Are you listening to me? Never what? Assume. So you must be honest with money. Asiwe mpenda mapato ya aibu. Asiwe mpenda mapato ya aibu. Aibu is money. Shame. <laughs> Mapato is money. Income. Okay. Mapato. Shameful income. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, some people, their conscience is dead. They will even steal from a dead man. That is Mapato Yaaibu. Yes. <laughs> First on the accident scene. First to rob a dead body. Mapato ya. Aibu. Yes. It's, it's a dishonest game. And it's a dishonest game you should be ashamed of that you are robbing from the dead. Mapato ya aibu. Like a blind man is walking and his, man, his phone falls down. Then you take his phone. Do you understand? And you disappear into the hood. You get it? Yeah, you've benefited something, but you have robbed and gained something you should be ashamed of. I know you say amen, but that's the teaching. <laughs> and many people love such dishonest gains. Yes. And I can tell you for sure, child of God, God isn't going to bless you with such a dishonest heart. Yeah. Much more you are a pastor, much more you are a shepherd. Yes. If a church member comes through the door and says, oh, I'm rushing for a meeting, please. This is my tithe. This is my tithe. 
And then, please, this is my tithe. And maybe the person did give it in the card. It was in an envelope, right? So you are the one at the door. This is my tithe. Then when you got the envelope, you say, huh. At that time we are talking, your house has been locked. You got the message this morning after you got to check that they've locked your house. The landlord has come and the caretaker has locked your house. Here is a Muzito envelope. You look around. You look, did anybody see me? Nobody saw me. God has provided. Hey, God, you are wonderful. Jesus, you're good. Jesus, you're good. Yeah, rent has been sorted by divine positioning. Yes, there must be a reason why I was told to stand here today. (laughs) There must be a reason. God could have made sure I was standing here, but I was standing right there. My leader positioned me here. This one, you see, now you convince yourself that it is divine provision. Yes. Ni mapato ya aibu. Do you understand? Yes. And all this mapato ya aibu started from your homes. When you started stealing from your mother's stew. And it was sweet. Do you understand? Yeah. From the house you have decided to make it a business. I mean, of all people you should be afraid of, you are still robbing even a dead man. Yes. Do you understand? careful financial weakness number five leaders who are worldly number six they think they can do what you're doing better than um, what you're doing better than you can number seven They are prepared to attack their own father. You watch such persons. Number eight. Wounded leaders who have never recovered from their hurts. Number nine. They are not prepared to be trained or retrained in the ministry. Just because you were on Deto's secretary. Doesn't mean when you come to Love Springs, we must appoint you as bishop. You get the point now? We have only one appointing bishopric authority in this church, Gitonga. He's the only one who decides who becomes a bishop and who does not. Careful. Me have already been appointed. Look for your own appointment. (laughs) number 10 (laughs) leaders who are not prepared to do menial jobs amen number 11 a leader with a persistently stormy marriage always fighting in their marriage yes number 12 Yeah, leaders who are, they become very irritated, reactionary, whenever they're corrected. 
Number 13. You should know when to shut up. Do you understand? Yeah, you should know when to shut up. You should know when not to defend yourself. Some people even do it with evidence available. Yes, if you like put all the evidence down, they will still argue. They will still justify themselves. It's a very dangerous trait to have. Amen? That's number what? 13. Number 14. Yes, a person who does not keep promises. If you promise a girl to marry her, marry her. Yes. You see, all the things I'm teaching and what led me to disband shepherds in the church There are some of those shepherds, by the time I have started this church, pastoring this church faithfully, how many relationships have I not seen them enter and outer? Enter and outer. (laughs) You will think it's nothing, but it shows so much about your character as a person. So that's the person you are expecting to be faithful No, he doesn't take the promises he makes seriously. That's why in a space of how many years, he has dated five girls. You are expecting that guy to be faithful at the center. You are not bigger than God. If he has failed several people, you are the next in number. It's just that your own, you are the pastor. It's not that he has slept with you. No, but he's showing you the fact that I don't keep my promises. It's hot. So they stay in the church. This year, they are in a relationship. Next year, they have entered another relationship. Next year, they are looking for another one. Now what I'm teaching, they'll change it. Now they'll be longer in the relationship, but they'll still not marry. I thank God I'm not an angel that is teaching you. There are many things I wouldn't know if I were an angel. Yes, but I am as you are. And I already also know that when you love somebody and you truly love them and you give them a promise, you follow on the promise and you marry them quickly. This you're dating for four years, you're dating for three years. I know they sit up. I know they see them. Yes. And I'll teach it. If you like get offended, I will teach it. Yes. It's our church. If the teaching offends you, eh, it means that you are doing exactly what the teaching is against. say, oh, pastor, but what do you mean? If I don't have money, if I don't have money, why should I marry somebody? What should I, if I don't have money, uh, why should I? Listen, listen, listen. It doesn't take money to marry. Do you know what marriage is? Is when you talk of marriage, I know you. You're thinking of the wedding gown. You're thinking of the cake. 
you're thinking of the suit, you're thinking of the uh, refreshment. No, that is not marriage. I think you got it wrong. And the church has allowed you to get it wrong. Marriage is not the wedding gown. Marriage is not the cake. Marriage is not the shoe you wear that day. That's not marriage. That is a ceremony. Do you understand? You can have a marriage bila ceremony. What is marriage? This young man brings a young lady they stand before the altar of God and they make a vow one to another. God is the witness of that putting together. And then they go home in the presence of one or two witnesses. That is marriage. Check the first miracle Jesus did. The Bible put it, there was a celebration at a wedding in Canaan. So it is at the wedding that they have celebrations. So you can have a wedding and live out the celebration. (laughs) You can have a wedding without looking. Look at it. There was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. So you can have a wedding without the celebration. What did they need the wine for? They needed the wine for the celebration. Not for the wedding. As for the wine for the wedding, the church will give you in a small cup and the bread for the celebration for the wedding. The church will give you a small piece of bread and a small cup of wine. That's it. For free. For free. That's the wedding. Then now there is the celebration. So if you like and you are doing your wedding cards, write note. Make and make it very big. Note. No um no 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 refreshment. No reception. Everybody coming should be aware that there is going to be no celebration after the wedding. Yes. So don't mistake the celebration for the marriage. There's a difference. (laughs) Most people think that the wedding is the cake. The wedding is the the, uh, pilau rice. The chicken. Do you understand? Yeah, if you have money, have the celebration. If you have the money. Yes, but if you don't have the money, leave out the celebration, but you can have the wedding. Do you understand? Yeah. (laughs) Come with your food. Yes, come with your food. Yeah, you can write, please come with your food. Please come with your refreshment. Yes. Yeah. 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 You see, what makes it a a marriage or a wedding is the divine witness or the divine aspect 
of witnessing. That's what makes it the, the marriage. The divine witness as part of the marriage. Yes. That's why a priest is there to put the two of you together in holy matrimony. Do you understand? The priest is there to put you together. What makes it, because, listen, the, why, Pastor, why are you defining marriage like that? It's because marriage was not started by your grandfather. Who initiated the first marriage? God. It wasn't started by any government. Do you understand? The government can't tell you, the believer, more about marriage than the Bible did. So you let God is the initiator of marriage. Do you, do you get it? Yeah. So that's why, even if the two of you you love one another, you go into a bush in thicker and you promise it's not marriage. <laughs> I've also spoken to a monkey before. <laughs> do you understand? It's not. So, hear this, hear this, hear this. It doesn't take money to marry. You used to eat five mandazis a day. Now, because you have a wife, you have to eat two. That's all. Eat two. That's all. Anyway, you were eating. I said, anyway, you were eating. So now, share what you have been eating with your wife. That's all. That's all. You see, I know it's difficult for you here. So I'm through the teaching trying to make it very simple. When you alone sit down to eat chapochoma, you eat ten. Now eat five. Do you understand? And give her the other five. That's all. That's all. That's all. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah. That's all. Yes. The part where you have control is, and maybe you think about money, is children. Yes. So at the beginning, don't, if you are so broke, you understand, don't think about children. Yes. And God has given you the brain to think. Yes. If at the beginning, it's so bad, 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 bad. Do you get it? Then you, you say, bado. Do you get it? Bado. Yeah. But as for marrying and doing things right, and every one of you young people should have the principle, I want to do things right. The lack of that principle is the problem. That's why you cut corners. That's why you go and take somebody's daughter and place her in your house. Do you understand? The lack of that principle. You say, you must, I want to do the right things. Yes. And the church is quiet. I was very surprised when I came to Kenya and um, I met people who, oh, please meet my wife. You know, oh, my husband. Only for me to discover later that they are not even married. 
Yeah, they're not ma- I got a very rude cultural shock. Yes, because where I come from, no young man will have that audacity to introduce a lady he's not married, said my wife. Huh? Huh? <laughs> when your mama. <laughs> Careful. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) All right, number 15. Let me give you a few more for today. (laughs) Number 15. A leader who is vying for promotion and recognition. A leader who is vying for promotion and recognition. First Kings 1.5 Adonijah exalted himself saying I will be king. <laughs> no, leave it with the NLT. I, I don't mind. I, I love that. Look at it. He says, about that time David's son Adonijah whose mother was Hagith began boasting I will make myself king. So he did what? He provided himself with chariots and charioteers and recruited 50 men to run in front of him. You got a point now? Yeah, the guy wasn't waiting to be given the position. He was vying for it. That's why we use the word vying in that point. Yes. He's like a politician vying to be a senator, vying to be a governor, vying to be a president. He, I, look, I will make myself king. Careful. Yeah. In ministry, the most dangerous things, my pastors should be comfortable. It shouldn't even cross their minds. They should be comfortable to sit down one year, two years, and I'm the only one teaching. Yes. You see, already you have a problem. You want somebody to listen to you, but you don't want to listen to. That's why when my pastors are teaching, you will not find me in the office. You will not find me in the office as my pastors are teaching. I will sit down. I will hear the teaching. I will take notes. But if you... Some people are hungry for the microphone. They have a hunger for the microphone. I appointed a pastor one day. A lady pastor one day. And I could tell what her problem was. She didn't last. No, she didn't last. Her problem was, I'm talking about a, a, a new pastor, not less than two months old. She wanted to make a name now. Then I started Women Fellowship. And the women fellowship were going to have a program. LP Lisa was in charge of the women fellowship. And I noticed this hunger in this pastor. 
Newly appointed pastor, one month, two months. Then women were going to have women fellowship gathering. Women's. It was for women's. So I was driving home and I was going to drop one of my pastors. LP Lisa was not a pastor then. I was going to drop one of my pastors, drop LP Lisa. Then I, I said, oh, the upcoming women, because they were not telling me anything. I saw a flyer. I saw this newly appointed pastor as guest speaker. So I asked. This um, upcoming, I think, Saturday meeting, who, what is my role? No, then she told me, you know, um, my pastor, she was in the car, she said, this uh, pastor is going to give the opening prayer or I was to give the opening prayer. I was to give the opening prayer. I, I'm talking about I'm the, 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 the geo of the church. I'm going to give the opening prayer and this pastor who I could tell was hungry and I'm not joking, hungry was going to be the main speaker. Then my assistant pastor was going to give the opening closing prayer and the meeting is over I said really she said yes is it a father has supernatural powers so when I went home I decided to begin the process of boycotting the women's meeting (laughs) do you understand I began the process not because of the leader not because of the women's but for the sake of one person. Because later I discovered the person took herself. And said I want to be the one who speaks at this meeting. Now what do you have to share with women that I cannot share with women? Every faithful leader like John the Baptist. Should be wise enough to say that he may increase. That I may decrease. If you work around a leader, you don't have that spirit. You see, the day the church is full, you want to hold microphone. If you have that hunger, listen, I'm not saying it's wrong to want to do something. Don't twist it. But make sure it's not coming from the place that it is an evil pushing you. Like you don't have to be seen. Why am the church is guarded. We are 700. He said, that day, I will be the lead singer. Just so you know, I'm not teaching about myself. Then, if the choir leader doesn't make you the lead singer that day, then you are offended. You know you have a problem. When you are not made to do it, it becomes an offense. But if somebody does it and you celebrate them, you don't have a problem. But if you, it, you, you, it must be celebrated because it is you, you have a problem. That's what I'm teaching. You got a point now. Yeah. Careful. <laughs> Otherwise, it will lead you down the road of disloyalty. Yes. It should suffice for you to say, 
let brother so so and so do it. And you also in doing that, eh, don't let it be that. No, oh, I don't want any problem. Let brother. You see, when it comes from that place also, there's a problem. Yes. Be sincere. Do you understand? Yeah, be sincere. Amen? I said be what? Sincere. sincere. So don't be a leader who is vying for position. Vying for promotion. No. Adonijah, he says, I will make myself king. They don't recognize my, my, my teachings abilities. Yes. I'm the one who raised the center. I can become a pastor. You will learn that doing a center is different from becoming a pastor. <laughs> I said you will learn that doing a center under a covering and under direction is different from being a pastor in your own right. You will learn it. That's why you cannot sit in a house and assume that your father is not a good husband. That you, you can be a better husband than your father. Wait till you get your wife. Some men who blame their fathers for certain ways they treated their wives or their mothers cannot endure wives that are like their mothers. Do you hear what I just said? Yes. Yes. <laughs> ah, my mom, my father was something. Wait till you have a wife like your mother. Then you say that, hey, my father was wonderful. My father has tried. My father has really tried. I said, wait till you have a wife like your mother. In fact, you'll be saying that, hey, my father is a, hey, my father is A1. Yeah. When you have now married a wife like your mother, you, you are the one who will say, my father is A1. Now understand. Yeah. There's a difference. Yes. Careful. Yeah. The day my son stands in front of me and tells me, daddy, you know, I don't like the way, hey, slap weighing go chop. Slap wing go chop. Marry first, then come to my house and let's talk. I said, marry first, then come to my house and let's do what? Let's talk. Don't come and tell me you want to be a defender of your mother. Nonsense, boy. Marry first, then come to my house. Do you understand? And let's talk. Yeah. Gitonga, what's happening there? (laughs) So that's point number what? 15. 16. A person who is an unknown factor. A person who is what? An unknown factor. Such a person can easily be disloyal. An unknown factor. When Jesus died rose from the dead and was received into glory and they wanted to replace um, Pastor Judas. In Acts 1, the verse uh, 21, the verse 22, you see what they were looking for 
Wherefore of these men which have what? Companied with us all the time. So they were looking for somebody who was what? Constantly around. That the Lord Jesus went in and out amongst us. Verse 22. Beginning. So they were given a time frame. Beginning from the baptism of John. Unto the same day that he was taken from us. Must one be ordained. To be a witness with us of his resurrection. So, when they were looking for somebody to put in the office of Pastor Judas, they looked out for somebody who was known. Amen? Some of you don't like to be known in the church. The reason you don't like to be known in the church is because your bad tabias will be exposed. The more secret you are, the better it is for you to thrive in what you do in darkness. But one, that's why leaders are exposed. Do, do you get what I'm saying? Yes. So, don't be an unknown factor in the church. I'm going to say it again. Don't be an unknown factor in the church. Some of you, you have been in this church one year. Only God knows if your house is in Wajir. Nobody knows your house. I know, I know, I know. Right from here now, you are going to Wajir, isn't it? I know, I know. Yeah. We we shall come to visit you in Wajir. Yes. <laughs> Is Wajir further further than um, Garissa? Huh? Is Wajir further than Garissa? Then Wajir, which is further than Wajir? Mandera. That's where your house is. Yes, your house is in Mandera. Yeah. <laughs> Your bus is ready, I know. From church right now, you're going to Mandera. Yeah. That's why you can be in a church for two years. And when they ask you, where do you stay? So, Apple. Uh, get your blue. Get your blue. Apple kwa kona. Get your blue. One day you see that you are in trouble. And your rescue depends on our ability to come to you directly. And then you realize that the game you played when somebody wanted to visit you was a game against your own life. Yes. There are many Basanta leaders who don't know where their members live. And when even the leader wants to know where she lives, so I'll show you. But you know it. It's that building. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And the moment they know you are in the area, they put off their phones. (laughs) Is it when you're doing that, there's something wrong with your Christianity? Yes. There's something fundamentally wrong with your Christianity. Yes. 
the, the people who hide are looking at me. Have you finished the point? I've not finished. Yes. I've not finished. <laughs> yeah. If if you are like that, there's something fundamentally wrong with your Christianity. Yes. And if you be honest with yourself, you tell yourself that truth. I listen to me. Yeah. If you want to be very brutally honest with yourself, you tell yourself, "Yeah, I have a problem." Yeah. So don't be an unknown factor in the church. Tell your neighbor, don't be an unknown factor. Tell your neighbor, I think pastor is talking to you today. (laughs) Number 17. A leader who has never been criticized. This is a potential disloyal person. A leader who has never been criticized. You see, if you have never been criticized, Junior Jesus, I will suddenly look like the devil once I come under attack. Do do you understand? If in your life you believe that you have been 100% by the books, Effect. It is difficult for you to see why somebody is under attack. So when your pastor is under attack, you tell yourself he deserves it. The reason is because you've never been in a situation, whether right or wrong, you were subjected to an attack. If you have never been in the front page of any newspaper, eh, whenever you see somebody's story, eh, when you read it, you will swallow it. Until you were in the front page and you knew it was lies. Instantly, when you now see another person's story, you say, I know what they did to me. This guy is likely not guilty. These guys have picked on another person. Anybody that has been scandalized, they easily associate with somebody who is going through an issue. But Junior Jesus has not been scandalized before. So when you come under attack, Junior Jesus, who is your pastor, will say, Yeah, the pastor, my pastor, you know. Um, some of these things, Jesus has warned us against it. And if you are doing it, then they are going to write about you in the uh, newspaper because you, he, this person has never experienced criticism before. Let me pray a special prayer for you. I want to pray for this church, Lord. There are people who don't believe what I'm saying. Lord, give them a scandal that is not true. <laughs> Are you forbidding? Lord, let them come under an attack for something they did not even know about. When you have gone through it 
and you see somebody being critical, you, you will think twice. Yeah. Huh. I know an apostle who was um, going through a tough time. And I learned that from my own experience. After I went through a tough time myself. So I saw him under attack. And then there were people saying all kinds of things. And I reached out to him. And I told him, I know what you're feeling right now. And I said to him, don't say anything. If you try to say something, you'll hear another story. So I told him, keep quiet. Because of that advice I gave him, when the crisis was over, one day he came to Kenya and he came to visit my church. Yeah. And it's not because you are supporting something that is wrong, but you know that there is all the possibility that this brother could be innocent. So when people who have not um, gone through anything before see people going through something, he must be guilty. Yeah, the reason is is because he must be guilty. Do you understand? So, if you have a leader like that, the person can easily sway and go on that side. That's what it means. That's why for all of you to, you know, become strong leaders, there are things some of you must go through. Yeah. Some of you, they must lie on top of your head. Yeah, like lie, won't go. Yeah, then when you survive it, one day when you see somebody being like you, say, oh, sister, just pray about it, okay? Don't worry, yeah? If you, Jesus couldn't save you and I, he had to become a man. He had to experience everything man had to experience. That's why Hebrews says, for we do not have a high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. So Jesus Christ was touched with the feelings of our infirmities. That's why today he's seated at the right hand of the father. What's he doing? He's making intercession for us. That's why I, I think it should be Don Moy. He sang this song. He felt what I felt. Do you know that song? Yeah. He's, that song is like a correct Bible song. Yes. <laughs> Then he said, he understands. So, if you feel what I have felt before, you will understand. Do you get it? But some people don't understand. That's why virgins are very self-righteous. But there are no virgins in the church. I dare you to challenge me. There are no The only virgin in the world is Virgin Atlantic. The only virgin in the church is Virgin Atlantic. <laughs> Virgins are very self-righteous and judgmental. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no problem. You are the only virgin plus Virgin Atlantic. Yes, I said you are the only virgin plus virgin Atlantic. <laughs> you are the only virgin plus virgin Atlantic. 
You got a point now. Yeah, but I know that Virgin Atlantic will always remain Virgin Atlantic. Even you, you will not remain a virgin forever. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, Virgin Atlantic will still be there. Careful. So for now, I'm accepting you are the virgin plus Virgin Atlantic. Yes. Six months from now, you see that Virgin Atlantic is still standing. <laughs> By December, when you go to the village and you come back, you are the one that will be waving Virgin Atlantic in the skies. <laughs> Careful. Yeah. He walked where I walked. He stood where I stood. He felt what I felt. He understands. Yes. He knows my frailty. Shed my humanity. Tempted in every way. Yet without sin. This is a very biblical song. Yeah. So then he says, God with us, so close to us, God with us, Emmanuel. It's a very biblical song. He felt what I felt. Anybody who has come under criticism, when you see somebody coming under fire, you just, you know what they are feeling. So you understand. Some people have never become senior pastors. But when the day you become a senior pastor and the guns are pointed at you, when you see a senior pastor under the attack, you just say, I understand. Yeah. Some people have never become fathers before. They criticize fathers. Yeah. It's easy to criticize anything you have not become. <laughs> Governor is making a point for himself. <laughs> I said it's easy to criticize what you have never become. Yes. The president now, he was never the head. Yeah. It, it was easy for him to criticize the head. Yeah. Now he's the head. Yes. He's, he's, he's going to tell you, I understand the guy. Yeah. He may not say it publicly, but he understands the guy now. Yeah, it's always true. Yes. When you see somebody's marriage broken down, you are not married. Be careful what you say. Yes. Until you have been in one and survived it. Be careful what you say. I'm teaching you. Somebody is listening to me. Some people who are unmarried think that they have all the marriage points to make a marriage successful. Be careful. What you have is theory. Theory. Now there is practicals. Use your point. Marry. Stay in the point. Use your point. Stay in the marriage for 15 years before you open your mouth. You that cannot keep one relationship. I said you that cannot keep one relationship. You want to lecture married people. Be in a marriage for 10 years. Then you can say I want to talk. Yeah, now you are an authority. Yes. 
Do you understand? You don't understand. You don't understand, eh? You understand one day. <laughs> one day you say, Apostle thought about this some time ago. <laughs> yeah, stay one. Use your point. I know you have point. Yeah, so use your point. Get into one. Stay in one. Do you understand? Then after staying in one, now open your mouth and talk. Yes. <laughs> it's easy. It's easy to criticize pastors. It's easy. Become one. Then remain one for many years. Then use your point and talk. <laughs> yeah. It's foolishness to go to and on marriage, if I need advice from marriage, I won't go to Chris for advice from marriage. Oh no, Chris, you know my wife is, what, what am I talking about? He doesn't even understand. He hasn't stayed with a woman in the same room for two months. I have done it for 17 years. Do you get it? So when I say something, he should listen. Oh no, you know, there are ways to live with a woman. Live with one first. You don't understand the teaching. I said live with one first. (laughs) When you have done it, then I can listen to what you got to say. True or not true? Yes. The only person he has lived in the same house with for years is the mother. And there's a difference between that and a woman. Ah! Careful! <laughs> you, yeah, you know, then he starts talking to me, then he goes like, you know, um, women are very, you don't know women. You know, women are very emotional. You must be very polite. Live with one for years. Then come and tell me what you want to tell me. Attempt. (laughs) And when somebody is doing something that you are yet to enter... You should listen to what they have to say. (laughs) If you're going to marry, if you're going to marry somebody and then somebody stops you who is married and says, "Eh, I saw this, I think you need to look at this twice. It shouldn't be something you overlook. It can be something that comes back to haunt you. Do you understand? Yeah. So, what I'm saying is that when you haven't gone through certain things and someone is going through it, all right, you, you can easily be tempted to become disloyal. Yeah. Easily. Yes. Me, if I were, 
close to the vice deputy president, I'll tell him, keep quiet. Like if I was close I, or I had somebody who is close and I can, I'll tell him, sir, let me give you an advice. Yes, just be quiet until you can be faithful for five years. And then until you can be faithful for another five years, then sir, start talking. Yes. I'll, that's the advice I'll give him. Yes. <laughs> Pastor, where's that in the Bible? Well, a king was going to war. You know, a king was going to war. And there's this statement people don't, uh, they overlook. He said, let not him that put it on his armor boast like one who put it out his armor. You are now going to wear your armor, which means you are now going to war. You cannot boast like the guy that has returned from the war and he's removing his armor. Wait, go to the war. Come back alive successfully. Then you can boast. Do you understand? Yeah. And the king of Israel answered and said, Tell him, let not him that get it on his harness boast himself as he that put it off. You are now putting on your armor. You're boasting, I'm going to kill 10,000 enemies. No, no scratch on my body. And I'll come back, you see that you're not a good fighter. You are now putting on the armor to Leah. <laughs> yes. When you come back and you have now removed in the armor, then you can brag. Come, let me tell you what happened at the war front. Not when you are now going. Is the message becoming clear? Yeah. That's First Kings 20, the verse 11. Number 18. A leader who does not say amen or smiles whilst you are preaching. (laughs) A leader who does not say amen or smile whilst you are preaching. So that I don't get into murky waters. Any loyal leader will appreciate the sermons of his pastor. Like I'm teaching now. If you are genuinely loyal, you would appreciate the teaching. His support of the pastor is demonstrated when he constantly vocalizes his agreement by saying Amen. There are some people I know, when I start teaching is when they'll say, they, they have, every Sunday they have five amens for me. I know them, and I'm not going to mention their name. I know where they are sitting. They have five amens for me. The first one is when I come here, and I say, praise the Lord. Then they say, amen. I have four more. Yes. Then, depending on what I say before I start the sermon, I'll have another Amen. Then I now have three amens remaining. And I must balance the teaching till the three amens. Once the three amens finish, for the rest of the teaching, they are looking at me like, uh, mm, mm, mm. at some point they'll start holding their hair. 
twisting their hair. The amen has finished. Me and them, we are finished. I haven't mentioned anybody's name. If they are not twisting their braids, they are looking for something on their face. Something that does not exist. They are looking all to avoid what the preacher is saying. If they have beards, they'll be doing. <laughs> I know when I've lost Pastor Edwin, he starts twisting his hair. I always know when I've lost him. He'll, he'll just go like this. At that time, he cannot tell me he's with me. No, no, no. I know when I've lost him. He starts twisting his. And then when he finishes, he moves to the next one. I don't know if he wants to be I man, I man. So he starts braiding his head naturally. I know when I've lost him. Hey. <laughs> no amens. No smiles. And the person carried himself from his house. From Mandera all the way to Nairobi. (laughs) Carried herself from Mandera to come and frown at the pastor. Hey. I mean, the devil has really given you a job. Today, when you go, your job is to frown at the pastor. Have you heard? Yes. So the person comes to church with that assignment in mind. Yes. If they have friends and they talk a lot and talk bad things about the pastor, you see that when other people are laughing, they start looking at their friends. Watch out for people who look at others. When others are smiling and happy, you, the reason is they want to check, have you left our camp? Has he succeeded in making you smile now? Has he succeeded in making you laugh now? So they look around. Yes. And then if you failed the group and they close, they'll give you cold shoulder. And I always say, is everything, well, I thought you were very happy in the service. Hmm. Were you not happy in the service? You were happy in the service. You see, you, there must be a demonic whatever in your life for you to think that I must frown at teachers. I must frown at pastors. And I'm telling you, it's demonic. That you don't have anything to, don't, don't worry. I'm, I said, I won't get into Mercury waters by myself. You cannot tell me that the expression on your face and your silence means nothing. Some people, they think that the rest of us, we are blind. I cannot see that you are not smiling. I cannot, I cannot see. Like this young man, he doesn't smile a lot. He cannot tell me that his silence and his lack of smile doesn't mean something. It means something. You should see them defending themselves. They go like, I don't have problem with anybody. But you see, the face, your face. 
Even when you are faking it, an experienced person can detect a fake smile. So stop defending the things that you try to defend. The reality is a genuine smile can be known. And a fake smile is detectable. You can tell it comes from the heart. You can tell it comes from the soul. Some of it is not that you have you fooled us. It's just that we have allowed you to continue in whatever because you know the truth. After you've told the truth to somebody over and over again, you don't have to. Don't go back and forth. No, but I saw. No. Now you know the truth. If you want to carry on in a particular way, you know the truth. It's hot here. Too hot to handle. You can't tell me your face is not te- Listen, that's why they have facial um, experts. That there's a name for them. I've, I've just, um, um, I've, I've just forgotten. They have facial something experts. Yeah. If somebody is lying, experts can sit down and then they'll tell you when somebody is lying, this part of their face or they, they yeah, they have such. It's, it's a profession. And we, we don't need to go to school for that. After how many years of standing in front of people, teaching people, I easily, that's why I can tell the pastors, this person will soon leave the church. I'm able to tell the pastors, this person will leave the church soon. Yeah, watch. I tell them, this person will be next. Yeah. No, listen, that you have come to church today doesn't fool me. Oh. I know where you are headed. It doesn't fool me. It has, because I knew you I knew you when you were at your best and I can tell you right now at your worst. I can tell. No woman appreciates living with a man who doesn't know when she's having problems. You see that the problem will not be turned on top of you. (laughs) Do you understand? Yes. So you must be Good. Do you understand? So even as a pastor, as I stand here, Sunday after Sunday, there are people I know. Yes. There are people I look at them and I can tell what is in their heart. Yes. I, I look at it, it. It becomes a skill maybe the Holy Spirit gives you. Yes. Huh. Huh. Oh. Your, you see, it's, it's politicians who do deny, deny, deny. And once you become political, deny, deny, deny. there's something you're covering up. I know know that people, I know people when they are happy, how they look. I know them. Right now, when you smile, you smile like Kanye West. (laughs) And then you are doing deny, deny, you can lie to somebody but you can't lie to yourself <laughs> the guy's smile doesn't last five seconds it comes and he corrects it immediately <laughs> some of you I don't know if you want to sell smiles now I don't know if you want to sell amens now now the church must have a budget to buy your amen the more amen you say, the more we pay you. Hey, 
child of God that Jesus died for. You want to sell amen in the church? Keep your amen. Yes, we are not buying it. I said keep your amen. (laughs) We are not buying it. Careful. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's a shameful income or shameless. (laughs) That's why God told Jeremiah, be not afraid of their faces. Jeremiah 1.8. Be not afraid of me. I, I am not afraid of your faces. Huh. 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 <laughs> ah, filled with the Holy Ghost. Tongue talking. Shanda malamada. And then I come to preach and your face makes my message to disappear. No. With your hard stone face, I will teach. In fact, I will teach looking at you squarely. Yes. He told another servant like myself, be not afraid of the people. Don't be afraid of their faces for I will be with you and I will protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Yes. Give King James. <laughs> be not afraid of their faces. Yes. Some people, when you're teaching and you give an example that includes them, you see, their mouths are And when you ask them, why was your mouth like that when I teach you? My mouth was not like that. No, I am blind. No, I am blind. I can give an example right now. And then the people concerned, you see, you, you just see, yeah, yeah. You see that their skin is dark, but it's becoming red. I gave an example of some people who fought in the church. And one of the fighters, UFC fighters, was in the service. Come and see Mao. <laughs> That's how some people sit in the church for two hours, for three hours. If you like, sing, let the Holy Ghost come down. They'll look at you with this. Yes. Let the same person go to Nyayo Stadium. Watching Sofa Paka and um, Gomaya and see how excited they are. And I can tell you for sure, you are not saved to begin with. Careful. Number 19. A person who does not take notes when you are preaching. A person who does not take notes when you are preaching. (laughs) Preach all that you want to preach. I'm not going to take notes. You cannot force me to carry a notebook. I will not write. Look at what, take me to Revelation 21 verse 5. Careful. Careful. And he said, and he that sat upon the throne said, 
is Jesus talking. Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, write. He said unto me, do what? Write. He's talking to John the beloved. How can you come to church? And the Bible has made us aware that when we come to church, we are coming to his presence. And you are saying, I will not write. Jesus is speaking to John and he says, write. He says, write. For these words are true and faithful. Right. Tell your neighbor, right. Tell your neighbor, you know, I know you don't like writing, but as for this church, you have to write. <laughs> A sign of disloyalty is you are not writing. You are not writing. When you went to school, the students who don't write in class, doesn't the teachers say that they are, they are jokers? Yeah. They tell them you're a joker. Writing says, writing says, I take what you're saying seriously and I am making note of what you're saying. That's what it means. That's what it means. Not writing is saying, well, I've heard this before. I've heard it over and over again. Yeah. Anyway, I have a sharp mind. Yeah. I don't need to write. Do you understand? I'm a genius. I don't need to write. Yeah. Such a person easily will become disloyal. Yeah. <laughs> Bishop says, during a community health lecture in a medical school, I learned a valuable lesson about public health education. We were taught that every time we ventured to give a public lecture, we will need to psychologically overcome certain personalities in the audience. One of them was the know-it-all. The know-it-all. Is there a Swahili word for them? Majwaji. Majwaji. Wajwaji. 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 Yes, the Wajwajis. Have you ever met a Wajwaji? Yes. In, in Ghana, we call them two known. Yes, two known. Or in a local language, you say Ale Chong. Yes, say Ale Chong. Yes, like they know too much. Yes. Wajwaji. Yes. Wajwajis. The Wajwajis are there to show you that for two hours, you, you lecture, I'll cross my check. Who have, check around you who has crossed their check, check. Oh, they have removed it. Yeah, Wajuaji. Yeah. Wajuaji. Yes. Can you see the Wajuajis in the church? Yeah. Wanajua. Wanajua. Wanajua sana. Yes. All the scriptures I've quoted, when they get to the house, they will remember it easily. Wajuajis. Wajuajis. Yes. They'll remember Revelation 21 verse 5. They'll remember Matthew chapter 9 verse 36, 37, 38. Wajwajis. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wajwajis. Yes. So, 
When you're giving like a lecture, Bishop is learning. He says, they know it all. Do not take notes because they know it all. One thing you don't need is know it all as an associate leader. A shepherd that is know it all. <laughs> Let me give you the last one for today. Because the, the one after this one may take some time. The, the, the one after this point is a leader who does not pay tithes and offerings. Just so you know. Just so you know. Uh-huh. So let me give you the last point. I think we all agree you should take the last point now. Yes. Number 20. <laughs> a leader who is not faithful in another person's work. Person, a leader who is not faithful. So, for example, you are becoming my shepherd, right? Then I can tell that where you work, you are unfaithful. You are a late comer. Where you work, they understand where you earn your daily bread. You are always late to work. I'm your pastor. Do you get it? And I want you to work with me. But then my knowledge about how you are working in another person's establishment is that you are not faithful. Now, when I know that as a leader you are not faithful in another person's work, instantly I need to tell myself you will not be faithful in my work. Hello, Shepherd Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> this is 9.30, a.m. Where are you? So, I, I expect you to say, I'm at work. Right? So, uh, I'm just running a little bit late for work. And I, uh, I'm not yet at work, but I'm, 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 I'm getting ready to... You see, as a leader, I have to look at you twice. Because in the church, I'm not training you to be faithful here and to be unfaithful there. I'm training you to be faithful here and I'm training you to be faithful out there. You should so work that I want to hear it. My boss asked me, who is your pastor? Nobody has ever asked you that question. In fact, they doubt you go to church. Do you understand what I'm saying? I am not training you. I'm not teaching you so that, oh, you are, when it comes to church, you are faithful. You are faithful. Then when you go out there, you are unfaithful and it's all right. No, it's not all right. I expect you to be faithful here. I expect you to be faithful there because there is a reward for faithfulness. There's a reward for faithfulness. Luke 16, 12. Luke 16, 12. Are you blessed? 12. Luke 
And if ye have not been faithful in that which is another man's, is another man's company, is another man's work, is another man's business, you have not been faithful in that which is another man's. Who shall give you that which is your own? Are you listening? So, faithfulness cuts across. You understand? It cuts across. Anybody who follows, that's why some of you, you can't invite somebody from your workplace to church. They don't even know you are saved. If you're like, let's organize a service call, bring your co-worker to church. Bring your co-worker to church. You think somebody will follow you? They'll say, ah, you are trying to scam me. You are not going to church. You are trying to scam me now. You are going to sell me somewhere. Yeah. They don't believe you. Because when they have stolen the money, you are the accountant for the stolen money. I'm teaching now. I said, when they have stolen the money, you are the chief distributor. Yakoni. 5,000. You are the one who distributes the funds. So they can't follow you to church. Worse is if they follow you to church and they come and hear what your pastor is teaching. You got the point now? Yeah. If they follow you to church. Some people, if their husbands come to church, They'll be surprised they still have the kind of wives they have. <laughs> true or not true? I said true. Have you mentioned your name? I said true or not true? Yeah. The day your boss follows you to church, he'll be surprised that. He, in fact, after church, he'll tell you, you don't respect your pastor. Because he knows the kind of employee you are. You are. Yeah. He'll tell you you are fired. Yes. Because of the teaching you are fired. <laughs> then you go and write on Facebook. This is the reason why you should not take people to where they should not go with you. <laughs> Hashtag workmates. Minus church mates. Hashtag church things should be church things. Hashtag work is work. You come up with all kinds of hashtags. You get a point now. Yeah. Some of you here, if your teachers should come to this church, they will not understand why you are bad in school. That's why I'm standing here to say it. If your teachers come to this church, they say, no. If your pastor is teaching all this and you are like this. Hmm. (laughs) Rise up on your feet.
still Manchester City. <laughs> Careful. Are you blessed? <laughs> Who located that, that, that flyer? Who has found that flyer? The power of divinely called women. Hey. Hmm. <laughs> Opening prayer. Apostle Robert Tavaglo. <laughs> hey. I asked, who is giving the... And then I was told, this pastor is the one, the main speaker. I said, wow. I'm not qualified to speak on the power of divinely called women. <laughs> I won't show you which pastor. Some of you are looking, which pastor is it? <laughs> yeah. Careful. All this comes from experience. <laughs> when I see that you are microphone hungry, I will starve you of that microphone. Yes. I'm not a foolish leader. Yes. If I cure you and you now hold the mic, I can have you doing better. Yes. If you think I'm going to placate you by giving you the microphone, when I know you are hungry, you will not just take the microphone, you will take my Bible, you will take the pulpit. So let's cure you first. Yes, let's cure you first. You got a point now? Uh-huh. Let's cure you first. <laughs> let's cure you first. Yeah. <laughs> I gave one hungry pastor the chance to speak. Hey. He said things. He said things. He said things. He even told the church, I am not a Ghanaian. But I know I'm a Ghanaian. We all know you are not a Ghanaian. He said, I'm not a Ghanaian. Hey, he said things. He said, you know, those days I was prophesying. He said, you know, um, the prophecy apostle does is not difficult. He said, I should have stabbed you the microphone. You wouldn't have had the opportunity to talk nonsense. <laughs> he said, uh, Prophesying is not difficult. What you need is good music. Step number one. You need good music. As they sing and they sing. Yeah. Then you will now begin to prophesy. And he went ahead and demonstrated how easy it was to prophesy. Hey, just telling that yeah, you just need some good singers. So I think he even called the singers to start singing, for him to start ministering. Yeah, then he called the sister in the church and started prophesying to the sister. Wow, is he a leader who thinks that he can do better than what you're doing? Yes. You see, you see the point in the person. Yeah. And for such a pastor, he, he truly became disloyal. He left. Yes. He left. So you can joke with the points, but they are real. 
You can joke with them, but they are true. If you have any of these signs, it will lead you that way. It's like a mathematical formula. Yes. If you go this way, it will go that way. That's just it. Yeah. Tell yourself that's the truth. There's no way you mix cocoa in your cup and say Niginis. Cocoa will remain co- cocoa. Yes. Yeah. Do you understand? You can't say I turned cocoa into Guinness. It's a formula. I don't know if you know there's a formula for cooking. Anything you want to cook, there's a formula. Yeah. See, those who don't know it are wondering. Formula, yes. If, if, you, if you don't believe it, gather all the uh, ingredients. Is it, will all not enter the pot? No problem. Start, start. Eh? Tungu. Tupu. Tumbo. Kiza. Uh-huh. And see if it will come out the same way. Yeah. There's a way. Yeah. There's a way. <laughs> Jackie, am I lying to the people? There's a formula. Yes. There's a time to put in the pepper. If you put it at the it won't taste. It, that's why someone say, oh, my grandmother's recipe. Because for 10 years, 20 years, it will taste the same way. Yes. Apilisa makes the best banana cake I've ever eaten. Yes. And I've never eaten it anywhere else again. Huh? There's a way to do something. And it's unique to you. If you have the formula, it will turn out this way. And I'm telling you, the signs, if you have them, it will turn out. Yeah. It's, it's not about, it's not your pastor. This thing you look, is yeah, apostle. No. If you have the signs, you will turn out this way. Yeah. A child who starts stealing 100 bob from your wallet, will it be any different when your son become an arm robber. No. He started on this road. It will end there. It's a formula. Lift up your two hands. Thank you, Jesus. Thank the Lord for this message. Thank the Lord for the message. Thank the Lord for the message. I'm not hearing you. Thank the Lord for the message. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank the Lord for this message. Jesus. Yazanda mazabre de gedere makataria dabahai. Zanda lemengedere simbrahas kudiria. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Mayanda malanda maskedere bahai. Zumbre de sembre de skavarios keve. Atamale malakataya baha. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your revelation. Ilembre nestabolianda. Itata parios tobale de baha. Yazuza mazende zeble kadios. Akambele mele andias. Help us, Lord, to celebrate loyalty, faithfulness, 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 
faithfulness. May we not be a people that call good evil and evil good. May we not be a people, Lord, that does not appreciate that which is faithful. Instill in us the spirit to celebrate that which is good, that which is faithful. In the name of Jesus. Come on, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Lift your two hands. Lift your two hands to the Lord. Father, we thank you. In the name of Jesus. We pray for this church. We pray for this assembly. The Lord you will raise from our midst faithful men. From our midst you will raise faithful women. Faithful pastors. Faithful shepherds. A faithful church. Faithful to the commission. And faithful to the heavenly purpose. I pray Lord that this church will make a difference in the life of those you have called. It is my prayer, Lord, that anyone that encounters this church should be encountering the true church, a sample of a true church. In the name of Jesus, Father, put in our hearts the desire for faithfulness, the desire for goodness, the desire to walk, Lord, in your purpose, for us as a people in the name of your son Jesus who loved us and died for us. We give you glory Lord for we know you are building your church in Jesus mighty name. Amen. 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 Give the Lord a big clap offering. Please do have your seats. The Lord bless you. Are you blessed to be here today? Amen. What a blessing. Kindly prepare your offerings. And even as you do so, prepare your tithes. It's time for us to take our offerings. 
Go with me to Zechariah chapter 10, the verse 1. Zechariah chapter 10, the verse 1. Ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain, so the Lord shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain to every one grass in the field. Amen. To every one grass in the field. The significance of this scripture is the fact that even a single grass is important when the Lord is sending forth showers of rain. Do you understand? He shall give them showers of rain to every one grass in the field. So maybe you're seated here, you are just one grass. Do you understand? The Lord says he's going to send forth showers of rain that even your one grass will benefit from the rains. Amen. That is a blessing for our giving today. That my one grass shall receive showers of rain. Rise up on your feet. I believe you're ready. All right. Father, we receive the blessing that nothing that pertains to us, just like one grass, shall be denied showers of rain. Your faithfulness will cause you to send forth rain even on our one grass. We receive this blessing, Lord. Nothing connected to us shall be denied what will give growth. Anything we lay our hands on or as part of a bigger thing shall also receive your showers of rain in order to flourish. Thank you, Lord, for these blessings. In Jesus' mighty name, shout an amen. Amen. Please come with your offerings. For the kingdom's office, what I'll never give my heart away or shout my praise, my allegiance and devotion, my heart desire and all emotion. Go to serve the man who died upon that tree. Sing the song. Only a God like you would be worthy of my praise, all my hope and faith, to only a king of a king, who would give money and sing, give my everything, only a God like you, would be worthy of my praise, all my hope and faith, to only a king of a king, who would bow money and sing, give my everything. To only my maker, my father, my savior, redeemer, restorer, rebuilder, rewarder. To only a God like you, to give my praise. Oh, come on, just sing the song. 
Let the praises of mine I will never ever stand For the kingdoms of this world I'll never give my heart away Or shout my praise My allegiance and devotion My heart desire and all emotion Go to serve the man who died upon the tree. Only a God like you would be worthy of my praise, all my open face. To only a king of all kings would I bow my knee and sing, give my everything. Only a God like you. Would be worthy of my praise, all my open face to only a king of all kings. Would I bow my knee and sing, give my everything to only my Maker, my Father, my Savior, Redeemer, Restorer, Rebuilder, Rewarder. To only a God like you, to I give my praise. Amen. Father, we thank you. We receive these offerings. We bless, we sanctify it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Please do have your seats. If you've come to return the Lord's tithe, please do come to me. Uh, come to the front. If you've come to return the Lord's tithe, please do come to the altar. Amen. We are tithe believing church. Amen. If you are a member, endeavor to be part of this aspect of the ministry. Amen. God has turned around. What the enemy meant for evil. God has turned around for my good. Pray for over your tithe. Ask the Lord to open greater doors, greater access, greater supply. Declare that this is your faith. That he will give you more. He will give you more. He will give you more. He will give you, give you increase. Declare that it is your faith. Even as you give your tithe faithfully. His blessing will not elude you. That which is yours will not be given to another. Declare it. Any job that is yours will not be given to another. Any supply that is yours will not be given to another. Around for my good. Stretch forth your right hand. Every blessing of a tighter. May your hands receive the blessing of a tighter. The Lord my God faithfully bless you. The Lord my God faithfully open access to you. The Lord my God give you a supply. The Lord my God give you the increase that you desire for. Let doors, windows of heaven open over your life. 
in the name of Jesus he's blessing you he's blessing you your hands are blessed in the name of Jesus I declare your hands blessed I declare your hands blessed to receive he will command a blessing from above he will command a blessing from above over your life these hands shall receive commanded blessings in the name of Jesus he that is faithful will be faithful to you he that is a provider will provide he that is a giver shall give he that is a supplier shall supply in the name of Jesus receive the blessings of a tighter in the name of Jesus father bless these hands bless these hands secure their finances against the devourer secure their businesses against the devourer secure their jobs against the devourer secure oh God their projects against the devourer in the name of Jesus and then now you said you will rebuke the devourer for their sake Lord rebuke the devourer anything that divorce from their business rebuke it Lord anything that divorce from their finances Lord rebuke it Lord as you said you will do in your word in Jesus mighty name shout amen, amen. the Lord bless you we have no doubt that you have received a blessing from the word of God preached by Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw do join either of our services at Love Springs International Church Headquarters this and every Sunday at 9 a.m. Connect with Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. God richly bless you and lead you in a series of victories.